I was sleeping on the floor for a couple of months. I don't even think my parents knew because I was also sugarcoating it. Like, it's fine. I'm doing great. You know, you are listening to Whitney Madrike, My Life So Far. It's where I share honestly through life's lessons on love, career, self-growth, spirituality, and simply everyday living. It's everything you need for the offline moments we all experience. There is my life so far. Hey everyone, it's Whitney Madrike. This is my very first episode and I'm really excited. There's been a lot of procrastination, but I finally made it. We're finally here and that's all that matters. On today's episode, I'll be sharing my journey um, from beautiful Nigeria to crazy New York City. And I'm really excited about that. I think it's really important just for you guys to understand what has happened, why I'm here, and just this entire experience. So I grew up in Nigeria, but I was born in America. So I spent most of my years in Nigeria. And I just always knew I wanted to, one, move out of Nigeria. (laughs) And two, I had this love for fashion design, modeling, acting, pretty much anything creative and in front of the camera. That was definitely Whitney. And so I always had these goals in my head that were just always a reminder on just how I would live life and simply just the decisions I would make. And so I grew up in Nigeria and I remember, you know, the time to go off to university college came and, you know, we'd had this discussion months or years prior, but I remember just being like, oh yeah, I want to be a fashion designer. I want to go to school for fashion design. And my parents were just like, no, (laughs) that's not going to happen. And so being who I am, I don't like to be told what to do or how to live life. I was like, okay, no fashion design. Um, What am I good at? I don't know maths. So we can't be anything like a doctor or all of that. Um, I am like an art student because back in high school, you were either classified as an art student or a science student, which is like so oh my gosh, like, how can you just do that to one person? Like, anyways, that's a different story for another day. And so I had to just be like, okay, I'm an art student. I don't really know how to draw. You know, I always felt like that's something you're born with. And so I was like, okay, I'm I'm good at my government class, which is technically a law class. I'm good at that. So I guess I'll just be a lawyer. And so that was just what I put my mind to. Before making that decision, I'd always made moves that showed that I was more of a creative, art-inclined human being. Um, And so I was doing a lot of things like interning at fashion shows or just really putting myself in spaces that revolved around something creative or art. And that for me was just a way of telling people around me that this is who I am, but also reaffirming who I knew you know, I am. Um, and so I was just trying to tell myself, like, this is who you are with me. We're not going to change for anybody because they don't like it or because they don't feel like it's the best thing. This is who you are. And so I would always just do things that would show that and, you know, just 
even modeling was just to show that even the way I dressed as well, which wasn't, you know, super fashionable, like it still made a statement or at least it still showed where my interests laid. Um, and so that was like the most important thing to me. And so when the time came to go off to college, I was just like excited about the experience. My 18 years, I spent it in Nigeria growing up. And I just really told myself countless, numerous times that I'm moving out of Nigeria and I'm not going to do law. I'm going to do fashion design, you know, just really putting it out there and really making sure that people around me understood and also that I understood that this is what I wanted for myself. And so, yes, I was going to study law, but that was, you know, the agreement between me and my parents, just basically like, yes, I'll study law but I'm not going to practice law, like, just so you know, this is, like, for you guys, um, because it was a thing of, okay, study law, and then you can do whatever you want, at least you have your law as your back, your backup, you know, your security, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna leave Nigeria to study law, so I can't complain, you know, so I was like, yeah, sure, so I studied law in England, and this was like three years, three amazing years, actually. Um, I think that also reaffirmed who I was. Because you're in college, you're away from your parents. You're away from everything that you know that is so familiar. You're in a different world. You know, moving from Nigeria to England is very much different. The culture is very much different. Everything is different, even the weather. <laughs> I hated winter, man. But um, it was such a great experience because then. I always just knew that certain things went for me. Like, I remember being in class and I enjoyed studying law, but then there was just one day where I was just like, this isn't for me. I can't do this. Like, what is my life? And this was like the first year of uni. I'd made that decision. I was just like, yep, this is definitely not for me. But I think at the back of my head, I was also telling myself, oh, yeah, I could do law and fashion design. At the same time, I could do both, you know, I could do that. But then I had to just tell myself that with me, that is just non-realistic. Like, that is so not realistic for you. And you don't need to do that. So being in that law, law class was just like a very good moment for me to realize, like, yeah, we're not doing this. Um, but I still continued the course. Like, you know, your parents have invested so much money. And you've invested so much of your time into this. You can't just quit here and, you know, throw it all in the air. So I was just like, yeah, I'll finish with the law. Um, and I would just go through with it. And I did. And so I graduated. And it was a beautiful experience because in that moment of studying law and not enjoying it or it not being fulfilling, it led me to YouTube. And so I started my YouTube um, channel in like 2012, 2013. And that was also when I transitioned from relaxed hair to natural hair. So I know a lot is happening in my uni years. But it was so vital because then YouTube was where I could express myself. And it was how I actually took myself to the next level. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, I want to be into fashion but I don't look it I don't feel it and so that was where I was like you know what we're gonna step it up 
So I'm on YouTube, watching YouTube tutorials, learning how to do my makeup, um, just really learning how I could be the person that I truly wanted to be. Because it's one thing to say you want to be someone and then it's another to actually be that person. And so in uni, I, I had to kind of train myself. So I was the girl that would come into class, a 9am class, full on makeup, wearing heels, just walking around, you know, campus in heels. And But for me, it was more of like a training. It was more of like trying to elevate myself to the person that I wanted to be. And I wanted to just be this person that was really, when you see me and I said fashion, you, you'd be like, yes. Because I love the times. I'd be like, yeah, I'm into fashion or I'd be into this or whatever. And people would look at me like, yeah, right. You know, like you're into fashion and this is how you look. You know, that sort of remark or facial expression. But I noticed that when I made this huge transition or change into actually being the person that I wanted to be, when I would say fashion, people were like, yeah, I, that was the first thing I saw. You know, and that was so amazing for me because it was also reaffirming. You know, it was also helpful to know, like, I looked the part in some way and I fit the part. I think, you know, first impressions really, it does go a long way, especially in the world, especially in certain worlds that you want to be in. And so for me, that was just like spectacular, being able to make that change, being able to be like, I want to be in fashion and people looking at me like, um, you don't look like you're interested in fashion to actually being like i'm i want to be in fashion and people are like yeah you totally fit it you look like it and all of that so that was really a brilliant experience and it really taught me that you can actually be who you want to be but you actually have to put in the work so i was spending a lot of time on youtube learning just how to do my makeup even just waking up random uh, random mornings and sitting down in front of the mirror and just like doing my makeup and perfecting everything and for me, it was just, it was me getting to be who I knew I was, but I wasn't that person yet. So that was like a whole transformation. And then we have this natural hair movement that comes in and everyone's really embracing their natural hair. So they're going from that whole relaxed hair to their real natural roots. And I remember being on Tumblr because I was so in love with Tumblr and I was just seeing beautiful black women with different types of hair and just falling in love different hair textures different lengths different styles it was so spectacular and I just saw myself in that and I was like this is what I want to do I'm going to cut all my hair off (laughs) and I'm going to be natural and so having that experience was also great because I remember my twin sister Chelsea helping me with that journey I just woke up one day after transitioning for months and I was like, I'm going to cut all my hair off and be fully natural. And this was me with like one or two inches of hair, um, of natural hair. And I was cutting off my shoulder length hair for just one or two inches of hair. But that moment was significant because then I looked at myself in the mirror and I felt ugly in that moment. I felt like oh my gosh, my hair is gone, I'm ugly, what did I do, I've made the worst decision, and I filmed that moment while my sister was cutting my hair, like, I was so excited in the beginning, like, yes, I'm going natural, I'm gonna be beautiful, with natural hair, and then at the end of the video, you see me really, like, upset and angry, but I didn't let that out for 
truthfully inside i was just like oh i look ugly and i just remember being on a phone call with my friend and he was just like oh no you look beautiful and i was like oh thank you but for me i that wasn't enough i had to believe that i was beautiful and so i spent like some time in front of a mirror just telling myself you are beautiful you are beautiful till i believed it and that moment was so reaffirming again in who i am because i wasn't i didn't want to tie my beauty to my hair or to my looks i wanted to tie it to myself to who i am and just being a human being we are all beautiful and so in that moment i'm telling myself you are beautiful you're beautiful till i believed it so i was there for a couple of minutes it was a long session but that was such a brilliant moment because i remember the next day i felt so confident with my hair and i remember people telling me you know some people telling me like oh it looks great but then some people also telling me it doesn't look great why did i cut my hair off but because i'd given myself that strength i'd given myself that confidence i was able to tell those people like i cut my hair i love my hair that's that don't tell me anything and you know you need those moments where you reaffirm your decision you reaffirm yourself because it's really so vital because this is me spending so much time on youtube watching other youtubers do their makeup and then eventually watching other youtubers do their hair their hair and thinking oh i want to be on youtube i love stuff in front of the camera i love sharing but i never felt like i had a reason to be on youtube but then i went natural and for me that was like that's a good reason you can share your natural hair journey and so you have me you know sharing my whole experience of going natural on my youtube channel and that is where it started that is where my experience actually in front of a camera started and this came with a lot of like negativity as well as positivity positivity in terms of people just relating like oh my gosh someone with my actual hair type um you know and them feeling represented by me just being myself on my youtube channel or at least just sharing my own hair journey but it came with a lot of negativity because people didn't understand what i was doing it was like what are you what are you doing with me what is this youtube channel thing but I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was also my escape from law. Um, and so it was just a perfect timing. Like I was in a space that I didn't really necessarily want to be. I was in a space of law. And I needed an outlet, which was my YouTube channel. But then we had different experiences in between that that reaffirmed who I am, who I was, to give me enough strength to go into YouTube. Because you, being on youtube came with this negativity of people kind of telling me not to be on youtube but if i didn't have those moments that reaffirmed me like telling myself that i am beautiful or, or even just understanding my goals or what i wanted for myself i probably would have quit youtube you know at some point i probably would have been like oh yeah there's definitely no point to this but it was so beautiful that i felt like this was my space and this was my decision this was my choice and so i stayed on my youtube channel creating creating having so much fun and it wasn't until it got recognition in little big ways that people were like okay yeah she's on she's on youtube that's what she does but i continued my journey on youtube just ex just sharing really my hair journey and whatever i could till i graduated from law and 
you know, graduating from law was a, was a beautiful experience, even though it was sad. So it was bittersweet. It was beautiful because I was in Reading, I was in uni, I was in England. I loved it so much. The campus was extremely beautiful. And I'd learned to be independent. I'd learned to be who I who I am and to not be afraid to be the only one in the room. To not be afraid to be on my own journey. To not to not be afraid of just embracing that things that I want might might not necessarily be what everyone is doing, but that doesn't mean it's wrong or I shouldn't do it. Because being in uni came with a lot of experiences like trying to do certain activities but having Nigerian friends that didn't want to go outside of the norm and so I had to be I had to be going to certain activities around school by myself you know things like cheerleading or just little fun activities that I would come across and I'd be like hey guys do you want to do you want to do this and they're like no like what is that but I oh I learned to do things on my own even if it meant doing it alone. And so having that beautiful experience of learning how to be myself and be also to also be confident in my own decisions was just so important. Because at the end of that uni experience, I was just like, oh my gosh, this place really helped me to just understand who I was on a greater level and to understand my own needs and wants in life. And it was bitter because I was leaving such a great experience behind. And I was just like going into a new world. But then it was just so beautiful because going through that whole law experience just even showed me my own strengths. (laughs) It's like I didn't enjoy law after or even in the middle of first year, but I still persevered through it. And I still finished with a degree um and that just to me was so beautiful I was so proud of myself like oh yeah I did this you know I I I completed this and I'm also doing YouTube on the side like it just felt great to be that person that could multitask and also could persevere through the tough times and these little moments they always seem so insignificant but when you think of it and on a bigger, larger scale, it's so important to who you become. And so I finished law school. I'm not a British citizen. I'm on a student visa. So after you finish school, you only have a few more months in the country and then you have to go back. And so I didn't want to do law. So there was nothing to fight for me to stay in England. So I was in, I just entered a routine of going into law school next. And this is also because, you know, the security thing oh yeah you know just in case you never know just get this law school out of the way so that at the end day if anything happens you can always practice law in Nigeria and so I moved back to Nigeria I go into law school law school was its own terrible experience like but it was a good experience (laughs) because it helped me realize what I needed in my life this is this wasn't just any what I want. This is what I needed. I went into law school, um, and I have several vlogs on YouTube. I went into law school, and it was a terrible experience because you, I moved from Nigeria to England, and then 
back like from England back to Nigeria. So there is going to be another culture shock. You're going to be like, oh yeah, this is the Nigeria I left, you know, and now I'm back here. And it's so different from my England experience, which I truly loved. And I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm back in Nigeria. Like, how did that happen? But I went through law school. And so as a student that studied abroad, for law school, you need to do three, three months or a few months in the Abuja branch um, of law school. And then you can decide to go to whatever campus you want. And so I did a few months in Abuja. And that was also like a settling moment of, I am back in Nigeria, but like, it just felt so odd. I was in a weird limbo and I was just passing through it, if that makes sense. But then I moved back to Lagos um, for the second part of law school, which was bar two. So bar one was in Abuja and then bar two was in Lagos. And let me just say, I was pretty much depressed. I think I was depressed in Abuja, but I didn't realize it till Lagos. Um, And then I didn't realize it till after law school. So I'd gotten, I get into this headspace when, whenever I know I'm in a space that isn't for me or I don't want to be in it, I get into this headspace where I block everything out. And I focus on the goal that will get me out of that space. And so for me, I'm in law school. I'm not trying to make friends <laughs> because I hate that I'm in law school. <laughs> and I am extremely focused on the fact that I need to pass these like the exams. I need to finish law school and move on with my life. And so I mean, this had to where I'm just like really angry, really just out of it but really focused <laughs> really focused on my books on what I need to do obviously I have friends in law school but it wasn't really the best version of myself it was just really you're just like talking to a ghost you know I'd drawn myself out of the situation because law school is its own experience and I know my fellow <laughs> law school friends who understand or know this but it's a really hard space to be in especially if you're someone that's studied abroad um just the way they handle things is so different it's much more brutal it's really hardcore and there is a lot of pressure this is one year of your life one good solid year that you're dedicating to law and it's a really it's a really tough vigorous experience but i went through that I went through that because I hadn't planned anything after law school, (laughs) after my law degree. And so going back to moving back to Nigeria, law school was just the routine that I needed to follow. It's pretty intense. And it took its toll because I had to be in a mindset that disconnected myself from the experience, but had so much focus in passing through that experience. (laughs) because I needed to I needed to pass I needed to pass my exams and so I was really focused on just getting out I don't know why but having to pass the exam was my way out (laughs) I could have just quit you know now that I think about it but I just had to pass the exams um and 
I don't know. Maybe that shows how resilient I am in moments where I just want to back out. But then because I'm in it, I have to go through it. Maybe, maybe that's the case. And so I remember just going through that exam phase and it was just so terrible. I was so angry. I was so upset because I was so unhappy. And I was unhappy because I was I was continuously in a space I didn't want to be in or I was in a space that I knew wasn't for me, but I was just going through it. And so that just builds up anger. Even anger you don't realize is building up. It's just there. It's just there brewing inside of you. And so I remember, you know, just finishing the exams. You know, this was me waking up. It was hard. This was me waking up at odd hours to study. You know, having a nine to six, sometimes nine to whenever the lecturer, professor decided to finish class, going home um, and then waking up really early just to study and just repeat that cycle. That even after the exams, I continuously woke up at several points during the nights thinking I had exams. (laughs) Like I would wake up at 3 a.m. like I have to study and then it's like with me you just wrote your exams. Um but also beautiful because after you know all of that I got my results and all I needed was a pass. I wasn't trying to get a first class or whatever, I just needed to pass. I remember getting my results and I saw it and I just cried. I cried in the car. It just burst out it was like i was holding so much weight inside that once i saw pass the floodgates just opened and i was just there crying shocked surprised grateful to the lord jesus because i had put in so much i feel like that was i had put in so much of me that i'd never before and so it just felt like i was released you know it felt like i was free because i told myself finish this and you're free and so to actually have had that experience of actually passing and then being free i cried like a baby i cried so hard i was proud of myself like i just needed that and you know i finished with law school and sure enough i went through another process of getting a job <laughs> but it wasn't a law thankfully but it was in a it was more of a creative job but it was still a job that I wasn't fulfilling because they weren't really allowing me to be creative (laughs) they were still pretty much telling me what to do and not letting me express what I needed or I at least I knew was the right thing to do for them and so those two beautiful sad moments were great triggers for my life so I remember being in bed and acknowledging that I was so unhappy I was extremely angry and I just had to to tell myself, Whitney, this is not what you've imagined your life to be. This is not what you told yourself you would do. So why are we here? And I, I was literally in bed, laying down, looking at my ceiling, thinking about this, talking to myself. Like, why are you here? What are you doing? This is not the life you've dreamt of. This is not the life you told yourself you would have. So why are you here? What do you need to do to make yourself happy? What do you need to do to just change your life? <laughs> and so in that moment, I'm like, oh yeah, your goal is fashion design. Okay, what, what are we going to do? We're going to move out of Nigeria. We're going to move to LA. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to LA <laughs> to study fashion design. 
And this was that was that moment. This the built up sadness, the built up anger had led to that moment that I told myself I needed to move out of Nigeria. I needed to be in a space that was for me. I needed to actually pursue what I wanted. No more multitasking, no more juggling law and whatever. No more putting what you want to the side to do something else that wasn't for you. And so that was just that vital moment. And I just remember just telling people, I'm moving, I'm moving. I remember telling my parents and I had to, honestly, I will not lie to you guys. I knew I couldn't just simply say I'm moving out of Nigeria. <laughs> like I knew I couldn't just tell my friends, yeah, I'm moving out of Nigeria, guys. See you later. You know, I had to think of something. But then because they've always known I was, I would study fashion design or at least I would go into fashion design. And this was also a seed I'd planted for years. It, it wasn't odd that I was telling them I'm, I'm going to study fashion design. It wasn't odd at all. Um, but it was still a whole like, okay, no, don't move to LA, move to New York. And, you know, I remember talking to, let's just say a therapist. And she also drew out what I needed to hear for myself. And, you know, it was just great having someone that I could have a conversation with that was just letting me express myself. Not letting, not feeding me what they thought was best for me, but really letting me come to that conclusion that this was the best thing for me. And so I had that conversation with her that just solidified that New York was the best place for me other than LA. And, you know, even moving to LA had its own challenges, like one, having to have a car, Whitney doesn't drive. <laughs> that wouldn't work out well. <laughs> but New York had a system that just worked for me. And then even just looking at schools, New York was the better option. I was able to find something at Parsons, a certificate program in fashion design, that one allowed me to not be in a full-time course because I also couldn't afford it. Um, but two, it was just a course that was long enough, precise enough, and I envisioned that it was something I could afford because then you're only paying for classes that you attend. And I just knew like, okay, if I could make this much amount each month, I could definitely pay for my classes. Um, I think I was moving in hope and in faith that I w- it would work out. I didn't have any job offer or anything like that that would really solidify this vision for myself. I just knew it was the right step for me. And I remember telling people and they were like, everyone was pretty much surprised I was moving to New York. Um... And they all thought it was like a huge thing, but I thought it was a normal thing. I was just like, yeah, I'm moving to New York. And everybody was like, oh, you know, like, oh my gosh, New York is like this huge jungle. It's a new city. And I was just like, um, yeah, I guess. But I think it's because be, I've always been so used to being in spaces that were so unfamiliar by myself that New York wasn't anything different. You know, uni or college had kind of molded me to be that person that would go to a space that I didn't even know anyone and I would be perfectly fine so New York wasn't any different it was just a million miles away from Nigeria um but it wasn't significantly different I moved to New York to study fashion design and it was crazy it was a crazy couple of months just going through a nine-to-five um just trying to find my roots because I didn't know anyone in New York. Um, I actually had to stay with 
a friend of a friend um, for a couple of months. And I think I was pretty much naive. <laughs> or at least I was moving in faith and in, I hope this works out. Because while I was in Nigeria, I didn't have a place. I didn't have a job, nothing. And I was just like, I'm moving. That's all that matters to me. I am moving. I've set my mind to this. I am moving out of Nigeria to New York. And I did it. And even my mom was trying to tell me not to just because like, it just wasn't, there wasn't anything like solid, but I was just going to do it. I was just going to make it work. But being the amazing woman that she is, you know, she found someone for me to stay with. And that's who I stayed with for about a couple of months when I moved to New York. Again, being naive because I'm thinking, yeah, I'll move to New York. I'll get a job. Thinking it's easy to get a job. And I'll get a place. Thinking it's also easy to get a place. And I will survive. I, will sur- I can do it. I'm thinking these things are easy. Maximum a month and it will work out guy i was there for like two months almost hitting three months probably even hit three months and i was sinking into more sadness because it just felt like i was failing it just felt like lord jesus you you brought me out here and i am here drowning and i don't know what you're doing i don't know where i'm going i have nothing i have no place to stay you know i have no job what is happening because obviously i'm in someone's house you know thinking i'm only going to be here for a month and it's rolling into three months. But God bless him. He was like kind enough to understand it wasn't easy. Um, and I wasn't also just laying around. I was actually working really hard to find a job. But it was beautiful because my first job came through one of, in quote, my followers. I'd started YouTube and I'd grown a following from uni. And so people were following my journey of moving to New York. And I remember just reaching out to people like, I need a job. And someone being like, yo, there's this job opening here. And this was, this was really me at my lowest desperate point. And someone had offered help. And it was brilliant because that was the job that I got. And it was also brilliant because the timing was so perfect. I'd gotten a job the moment... I'd also gotten a house. I don't even know how it worked out because I had no money. <laughs> I had a GoFundMe. Um, and I didn't even make even like a quarter of what I needed. But people were beautiful enough to have donated, which was also helpful because I really didn't have money when I moved to New York. I had just bought my plane ticket with all of my money, one-way ticket. And so the money I'd had, I had made from my GoFundMe was what lasted me for about three months. And that was about $300 more or less. So I didn't even have anything to my name. I don't even know how I survived, guys. So it was brutal, but I survived. And I got a job at the same time I got a house and or an apartment or a room in a house because <laughs> I didn't get a house to myself. And so... I was, you know, I was sleeping on the floor for a couple of months because I'd just gotten a job. I didn't have money for furniture. And even when I did have the money for furniture, I had rent to pay. And so I had to be, I had to kind of pace myself like, oh no, let's hold off on buying furniture. Let's just pay our rent. Let's build up our savings. Then we can invest in furniture. So I was sleeping on the floor for a couple of months. I don't even think my parents knew. 
because I was also sugarcoating it, like, it's fine, I'm doing great, you know. But I was sleeping on the floor for a couple of months. I was sleeping on the floor on my yoga mat. I just remember even crying or just being upset. Like, damn, like, where is this going? And, you know, I just remember God just being like, it's going to be all right. And I was like, okay, I'll believe you. And so I'm doing this job and going going through that own phase which is its own experience and I leave that job I do other jobs around the city and then I finally get this job as an executive assistant at Ralph Lauren and so I'm I'm working there and it's paying me so much more than my other jobs this was like eight months into moving to New York I was loving this job because it was paying me so much more than my other jobs and I'd found a good balance. I was making enough money to pay my rent and I was making enough money to also save some money. (laughs) So it felt good. I didn't feel like I was choking. I didn't feel like I was suffering. I felt like I was thriving and I was growing and things were working out. And then there was this moment (laughs) leading up to my birthday and I was like, what do I want? You know, what do I want for myself? And my birthday came and I remember praying so hard, like, this is what I want in my life. And after my birthday, everything just went up, like, everything went crazy. Work just turned out to be a hot mess. You know, those days when the simplest things just doesn't work out. You're sharpening a pencil and it breaks. <laughs> that, was the, that was the week I was having. After having prayed so intensely for what I wanted for myself. And I remember just being at my desk working on something for my boss. And this voice just came in like, or this thought just came in like, you could be doing your own thing. You could be helping your own dreams. But instead you're here working. And I I thought that was a lazy thought. I thought that was me trying to get out of something. Um, get out of this job because remember I'm someone that just doesn't quit because it's hard especially if I've started it I must go through with it (laughs) and so I I just I just pushed that thought aside I thought it was just a lazy thought it was just a way for me to just quit this job after all I'd struggled eight months to get a good paying job and here I am telling myself to quit because I'm having a rough time but then the the weeks happened, days happened, um, and you know this is really another story for another day. But it led me to a point where, basically, I dreamt and the Lord Jesus told me I had to quit my job. And so it came with its own challenges because I also had to tell myself it was the best thing to do, because after all, the Lord Jesus is telling you to do it. Um, <laughs> And so I quit my job and I decided to go full-time being an influencer slash blogger. And so that's where I am now. I went through law. I went through doing everything in between law, juggling law, (laughs) with modeling, with YouTube, building a following, building who I am today. and. You know, it got me through from Nigeria to England to New York, 
from law to fashion design to being an influencer. And all in all, this has just been my journey so far. And so I'm in this stage where I'm trying to fulfill goals past being an influencer. Goals that I've also, I'd also set myself up for ages ago, years ago. And being in a space like New York that has reminded me of really and truly who I am and who I can be. Because I grew up in Nigeria and in certain ways or in certain aspects of my life, I felt like I couldn't be that person because I wasn't born with a certain skill. But then moving to New York and realizing that I'm in a space that always seeks for me to be my best self, my better version with each passing day, and being able to fulfill goals or dreams that I thought were just impossible. And so I'm in a space now because I realized this is the space I needed to be in to be happy. And there has been a lot of moments where they've kind of felt like, is this the right thing for me? Am I in the right space? Or just moments that I've hated so much. But reflecting on it, it's just proven to be so necessary. And so with everything in between Nigeria to New York, law to being an influencer, there's been so much that has played on my strengths and my weaknesses, so much that has drawn me closer to who I actually am, as opposed to who I thought I couldn't be. (laughs) And there's so much that has just really been a mixture of sowing seeds throughout my entire life and then reaping its harvest now because remember if I didn't start YouTube back in uni or if I'd let that dream go or that interest go because other people didn't see it as important it reminds me that I wouldn't be here in New York City doing what I do, doing what I love. Because I'd grown my following throughout that journey of law to now. And it's that, you know, that journey that's helped me become a full-time influencer. I'd always been juggling these things at the side, but then I had a moment to really make it my full-time, my main focus, and I did. And it's that moment that has brought me so much closer to myself, so much closer to who I am, so much closer to happiness, because now I'm actually living a life that I feel is for me, or at least I feel like I've made the decision to be here, as opposed to just living a life that other people have given me to live. I think it's so beautiful, and it's just such a reminder that we can live our lives for other people. Or we can't listen to the things other people want us to do because then it just doesn't take us to where we should be. And every single day I think about it, if I hadn't started my YouTube channel when I did, if I hadn't grown a following up to the point of where I am in New York, 
where would I really be? Would I be in a nine to five that I hate? Would I be able to live this life in New York City just doing what I love? And those are the questions I continuously ask. And those are the questions that continuously remind me that we really have to live our lives for the purpose that we're here for. Because at the end of it, we're all here for our own individual purpose. We're all here for our individual selves. And it's really important that we fulfill ourselves, (laughs) not in a selfish way, but in a way that cultivates our best self. Because I feel like if you are happy, it creates a better world. Because if you're full of hate and anger or sadness, then you're not really who you should be and you're not really what you can be. You're just really living this life and not doing what you're meant to do. And it's never too late or never too early to really make that life-changing decision that just propels you to a different height. So that's my journey, really. Um, My journey from Nigeria to New York City. That is who Whitney is. Um, And this story is ever-growing, ever-changing, ever-evolving. And I'm just really here to share that experience. I love sharing. (laughs) It's amazing. And I'm really excited that I could start this podcast to share this experience even on a greater level. And to share life lessons that I can with you guys, with you all. It's really important that, you know, there's a space for us to just be comfortable with who we are. And to also realize that there's nothing wrong in just fulfilling our best selves. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave me a voice message or simply say hi on Instagram at so far podcast i would love that a lot (laughs) and make sure to leave a review that would be awesome as well thank you and i'll catch you in my next episode bye